0: I kind of had it in the back of my head that, Um, okay, like maybe I shouldn't go into arts. It's not, it doesn't seem as important at all as all the other academic subjects. Loads of people were just like, like Kippa, what are you doing? Like, are you serious? You're gonna do optometry? Like, look at the talent that you have. Like, what what are you actually thinking? Take a step back and say like, am I doing this for myself or am I doing it for everybody else's validation? So that's when I started realizing like, okay, I need to just do something that I like. I can survive, like, so long as I can survive, it's okay, it's just, it's more about, life is more about being happy with what you're doing, just to get in the zone is good, to, it's good for your mind, it's therapeutic, it's, it's just mindfulness, it's like a good mindfulness practice for every day, like, our, our culture has such amazing stories, and it's such a vibrant culture as well, so it's, it's, it's really nice to be able to put that across in artwork.
1: welcome back to the culture cast podcast my guest today is an artist from nairobi welcome how are you doing
0: good thank you how are you
1: i'm good i'm good um the way i like to start each and every podcast is basically like a bit of context behind the guest go take a trip down memory lane what was your childhood like what was your upbringing like Just give a bit of cultural context
0: Um, Okay, so I was actually born in the UK. um, And just when I was like a few weeks old, I moved back here. So I've basically lived my whole life in Kenya. So down to from starting from kindergarten, I did kindergarten here. I did primary school here, high school. Um, So yeah, it's been pretty good. It's, it's a very kind of easygoing life here. So it's not really um like the UK, like things are things work a little bit differently here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine.
0: But yeah, it's been really nice. I think uh people are very grounded here, so that's been a big part of my growing up and my childhood. And we're just sort of um I mean like my whole family lives here, so it's very nice to like be around them all the time and um there there is actually not many people know this but there is actually a big um Punjabi community here okay so yeah so there's it's it's been quite good in that sense where you're surrounded by that culture and also the African culture as well so growing up I've had influence of both of those which is which has I think made me who I am today um but yeah that's that's pretty much it so at that school I was always just there that that one kid that would always get the uh, art prizes and it would just be like that's all I'd want to do at school um but yeah that was that was pretty much it. Do
1: you find like that the the cultures are similar like your Punjabi background and your Kenyan background or are they quite contrasting?
0: Um I think similar in some ways um in the sense like I think families are quite close and uh, everyone kind of like looks after each other. And yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. It's a good mix. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure like, um, I knew of like the Kenyan community just cause you know, like when the British Raj happened, British Raj happened, and then every- everyone's going all over the place. Like, obviously that's why a lot of up and came to England, Canada, they're all like colonial countries. Pretty sure, Correct me if I'm wrong, Uganda also has like a big Sikh community.
0: yes. Yeah, yeah
1: I thought so. There's a, there's a few countries that I didn't even know, like recently, um, Guyana, uh, which is in the uh, like South American country. Probably that has a big Punjabi community as well, which until this podcast, I didn't really, really know know that. Because um, I was speaking to a MMA fighter from New York and his background was, was Guyanese and Jamaican, which it's really interesting. That we were just getting shifted around so there's indians everywhere because we were like played like little uh pawns in a chess chessboard sort of thing
0: exactly and that's how it all started i mean like that's how we got here my great grandfather was actually um involved in building the railway okay. um that's how that's how we got here yeah like majority of us yeah
1: yeah it's really interesting when you look like look back into history and it's it is really cool like um Getting into into art, my first introduction to like when I started actually like sort of looking at art a bit more uh, closely was was at GCSE history level. So like over over here, like when you do your GCSEs, there was this one guy uh, called David Lowe, I think his name was, um, and it was around like the Churchill era, Second World War and that. And you remember like the um, old cartoons that you get in newspapers?
0: Yeah, like. He, in yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that, that so he was like the he was the guy who basically did the majority of them that we would always get like uh, in textbooks and I think even our, one of our exams was based on one of his caric- caricatures like these cartoons because it is the thing where like a, a picture paints a thousand words like he would really nicely sum up what was happening. Um, when Hitler uh, was invading X amount of countries, or when Churchill was in power, and it is really, um, really, really interesting. That's when I sort of started looking into little Easter eggs a bit more, more closely. <laughs>
0: um,
1: how did how did you get into art? You just said there that at school you were you were always the arty kid, getting all the prizes. Did he? What was your like earliest memories of art?
0: So actually, um, my whole family is quite artistic. I'm, I think I've I've been blessed to have been born into such an artistic family. Uh, my dad is an architect by profession, but he also does uh, wildlife painting. He's been painting since he was a kid as well. Um, so I think growing up, um, I've always just been surrounded by that and um, and influenced by that as well. So it, w- it would be like on weekends with my dad's sitting in the dining room like doing a watercolor painting or something i i i just remember sitting there with him watching him and learning from him and um i was telling him the other day as well that i i got my watercolors out the other day and the smell act the smell of the watercolors actually took me back to that um so it just reminded me of that and it was it was yeah a really good um memory of just sitting there and just it's just therapeutic, I remember it always being therapeutic watching him paint. Um, And then we've also got, um, so my aunt is actually a stained glass artist as well, so I would actually between school, like summers and stuff, I'd go and spend my time there and help her do some designs or help fabricate the work as well. So in that sense, like it's art has always just been a part of my life. Um, And then it's, it's, it's just about, um like discovering your passion I think I didn't really know as a kid like what a passion was or like what my passion was um and how I got into it was I so in in my school it was very like they didn't really pay much attention to art so art was always that one subject that you just take if you have like an empty slot or something or the art room would be like the place everyone goes to describe their lessons (laughs) so it was it was kind of like that art wasn't really given much importance so Mm -hmm. i kind of had it in the back of my head that um okay like maybe i shouldn't go into arts it's not it doesn't seem as important as all the other academic subjects um so what i did was i i kind of like threw myself into the academic side and i did really well in my subjects and i actually went on uh, to university to do optometry.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, so that's what I went to do. And loads of people were just like, like Kippa, what are you doing? Like, are you serious? You're gonna do optometry? Like, look at the talent that you have. Like, what <laughs> what are you actually thinking? And um, I, I remember just saying like, you know, listen guys, I know I know what I'm doing. I, I can have this as a job and then have like um, art as a hobby. So that was my intention. Um, but then when I went on to do optometry at uni, I, I just, it just didn't work out for me. Obviously. <laughs> so it like, it was just like, what am I doing here? I had so many moments where I was just like, I just want to leave. I'm not happy. Um, yeah, so that's, that's why I left. And then, then I came back to Nairobi, um, and I decided to go, Uh, go into something that I enjoyed so that's when I started realizing like okay I need to just do something that I like uh which was art at the time so uh so I just so I went into graphics then I did graphic design sailed through that loved it made the most amazing friends and had it was literally just like the time of my life doing that because it allowed me to uh get back into the arts as well so it gave me time so i'd incorporate them into my projects or like have time have more time to do artwork and i just slowly started getting back into it like that and i was just a different person so so yeah that's how that's how i got into it
1: yeah it's always like um it's always like one of the first subjects to go isn't it art because like most countries i think in america as well Like when you hear of like cutting funding in schools they always seem to the art department's the first place to cut <laughs> but um and then obviously it has a big effect on kids like obviously not just yourself but I, I imagine a lot of other people seeing that sort of dynamic would would basically assume that it's not as important because it's not getting the, the amount of funding and then obviously for for well i don't think this would be for yourself but a lot of um a lot of families probably uh discourage the kids from doing them sort of subjects because it's more like um you can do it as a hobby like you said and, and go down more of a quote-unquote uh serious or secure sort of income type route but um but when you see the the paintings that you produce honestly i'm very very happy that you sucked off optometry <laughs>
0: Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, worries, no, it's it's honestly, it's um, I think I I first stumbled across your page quite fairly recently, if if I'm honest. Um, I think it was the Guru Gobind Singh Ji's birthday, the painting that you did then, and I think it yeah. was like reposted by um, Sikh Expo or one of them type of pages, and then obviously like started following you and, and looked on your page and and that's I seen the Guru Nanak Dev Ji one as well which is really similar and the first thing i did was like just send both of them to my mum i was like look at this look at this it's so beautiful <laughs> oh. how um h- how would you like describe your style if you have one like i noticed in them two uh, paintings uh, there's a lot of like uh, floral designs it's, it seems like quite um like uh, natural like naturistic i guess i don't know the correct terminology
0: um, so I think when it comes to style, I've always um, tried to kind of like still figure it out. I think I'm still trying to figure out my style, mm-hmm. um, but I, I remember when I started off, I started off as just um, sort of like vector drawings, very like hard lines, uh, bright colors. Um, and I did, there was like a style going on, so I would stick to that because I, in my head, I, I was just like, okay, artists have a style, I have to have a style, um, and, and, but then I started realizing that I would have like an urge to do like a watercolor painting or like something else in a different style, uh, which I can do as well, so I think my aim is actually to just explore as many styles as I can and just do, just do them well. And I think there is an underlying style with all of my styles, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but I think that's come from a lot of the influence from here, from Nairobi, so like the African culture as well. Um, so yeah, I like to combine the two somehow, and I think that's what's developed uh, behind all of the stuff that I do
1: what's uh what is the the style in nairobi like that you, that you've just like mentioned is there a specific sort of theme that goes on or because i'm i'm unaware of it if i'm if i'm being completely honest
0: so i think here there's a lot of uh the african tribes so there's there's loads of different tribes that have like um it's it's very like colorful culture it's very detailed i think um, the i you must know about the maasai culture
1: Masai. I've heard of it I can't say I'm an expert but I've heard of it
0: <laughs> I know that's fine but it that so that that is actually one of the cultures that has had the most influence on me because it's it's very uh detailed they wear like really colorful jewelry Um, it's just so beautiful in so many ways um and then like a lot of I I know like animal prints are a big part of my artwork
1: as you can see behind you
0: yeah so <laughs> for itself in that sense even patterns uh the fabric prints like it's all definitely had like a big influence on on my artwork
1: yeah it does seem like um uh, and hopefully i don't say anything wrong here because it is like a place of ignorance but it does seem like african culture is very vibrant it is very like natural yeah
0: yeah yeah and i think that's what a lot of people don't see like they're not aware of it either Mm -hmm. um but but yeah like if you see some of the like the their clothing and their fabric prints and it's it's just a really nice like organic detailed and colorful culture.
1: Yeah yeah that's a good word organic because it is like as I say when I when i see seen like a lot of your work it is very like sort of natural there is a lot of floral designs and it does it does have that sort of naturistic organic sort of vibe. I'm always hesitant to say like African culture because it is such a big it's a continent, do I mean? It's such a big continent, so it could be completely different in Nairobi to, say, Morocco to South South Africa, do you know what I mean? So I always feel quite hesitant to sort of just, like, generalise uh, the entire continent, because I imagine there's a lot of differences, not just between tribes, but obviously between the countries there as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so when when you're when you're creating these pieces like what is your sort of inspiration do you have like one day that you're just gonna wake up and and think like oh i'm, I'm gonna paint some zebras <laughs>
0: um sometimes yeah <laughs> sometimes it's just like i'll just wake up and be like oh i want to do this um mm-hmm. but it's more based on i think um, experiences or um just something that i've seen that's inspired me um, that will make me feel like creating something. Like it, it depends on my mood as well. Do I want to do something black and white or colorful or uh, detailed? Or it's it's more of like um, uh, it's more of like a mindful thing. Like sometimes I'll just do it just to get in that zone and just um, get some me time. Or if someone's upset me or if I'm really happy, <laughs> you know, it just all depends on that. But yeah, experiences for sure. Um, yeah, it's just whatever I feel like doing at the time.
1: I see it on your Insta as well that you 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 quite like into photography as well. So do you think that they mirror each other? Like your your artistic style is very much like your photography style, or do you think they're two completely separate things?
0: Um, I think like photography is more of um, uh, putting across something that I I've seen in the way I see it. So if it's something um, like a flower or something, like if I take a picture of it and edit it and put it on Instagram, it's just the way that it's an expression, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the way to describe it. I think it's just an expression.
1: Do, do you like, you know, if you like take a photo, do you ever get the temptation to turn that into a painting or do you just keep the the two like separate or like, do you ever base not just off experience but do you ever base like some art that you do off like a, a photo that you've seen or or and then try to like recreate it or is it or is it just like whatever you feel are, are the other are two connected or separate
0: um i think i think very separate um because uh if you notice in my artwork it's quite uh it kind of follows the more abstracty route Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas copying a picture like I wouldn't I wouldn't really be interested in doing something like a landscape, like from a picture. Or, like.
1: like,
0: I just kind of like go with the flow and, and I want to I want to get away from that still life kind of artwork and just do um, something that's more beautiful and aesthetic. So, yeah, it's just aesthetic stuff. So even in my photos um it's just like if it looks good and i see that it looks good like i want to share that with everybody so i'll take a picture and post it
1: (laughs) yeah well that's that's literally it like that's why i like art so much is because you on instagram especially like uh where where a lot of artists are and rightly so it is it's when you see something that's not like a meme do you mean and it actually just makes you stop and actually appreciate something it's 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 that much more powerful it's like um yeah it's just it's different do you mean even though like it it sounds very weird because instagram is full of pictures when you actually see a, a proper picture of a painting it does make you sort of like stop in your tracks
0: yeah and i think that's another thing as well i think some people out there expect like the the closer your artwork is to looking real uh, the better the better you are, but I believe that a painting should look like a painting. Like it should look like artwork. It should be in the way that you see it or the way you want to express it. It shouldn't have to look um, exactly like a picture. So I think in that sense, like like fine, it is. It it is like really cool to be able to draw something and it it looks like a picture. Um, but. I guess like everyone's styles are different the way people see things are different it's just it's just more of an expression of uh the picture I guess
1: I think that's that's where like the value is dude I mean if everybody was is uh going for like the picturesque look and and basically creating something everyone's paintings would be the same like every artist would sort of look very very similar dude I mean you want these
0: (laughs) the picture and put it up on your wall like what's the point of mimicking it in a painting
1: <laughs> exactly like you get these cartoon filters now that basically do for you but if that was the case like there would be like no artists on the whole point is that that's why i, I like uh I'm, I'm a very simple person and i like see see something i like and and i try to get in contact with you do you know what I mean like as I, I saw the painting and i was like i would love to speak to the person who created this because when when you see like the the i guess your well, expression yeah the emotions and uh, that go into like a painting it, it's a very subjective Do you know what I mean it's very different to say somebody else's because there, there has been a lot of obviously photos of uh Guru Nanak Dev Ji, Guru Gobind Singh Ji but everybody has their own different twists and with yours it just because of the colourfulness of it um it just spoke to me a bit differently than other ones and I'm not saying that's like a, a bad thing to the other ones because they're also good in their own way but it's like a it's one of them things where it is very individual sort of talent. I don't know where I'm going with this, to be honest. I'm just rambling now.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it completely. I think I think what you're trying to say is like it's um, everyone's got a different expression of their guru. So it's the way that you put it on paper and how you want to put it across to other people that this is how I feel about our gurus, or or this is my interpretation of a guru.
1: Yeah, you said it way better than I did. Because <laughs> it is it is a it is a very like individualistic thing, and as I say, like that's the cool thing about um, the internet, sort of thing. Is that the majority of people that I've had on this podcast, it's I've either seen a painting when it's an artist, I've listened to somebody's music if it's a producer, or they've I've seen an article uh, written about them, and I it's I've just contacted contacted them because it's like there's this thing that intrigues me and I just want to find out more, if that makes sense. And um, especially with art, I think because at a young age, like with the the history sort of background and looking at all these cartoons and things and then surrounded by, even when you go to the Godwara, I remember we had a, I I don't even know the dimensions, but it basically covered the entire wall where, um, you know, where like the Dukitin at the front, like um, at the front of the Godwara. There's like a, there used to be a really big wall behind there and it was just this massive pain of Guru Gobin Singhji. And obviously as a kid, you're just looking forward and you're looking at all these little intricacies and oh yeah, can you see like the eagles here and you can see the soldiers in the background and you can see his karban laid out so nicely in his shield and all these little intricacies and then you just get more and more into not just Sikh art, but I think that that's where I just ended up going the majority of the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like um, our culture has such amazing stories and it's such a vibrant culture as well. So it's 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 really nice to be able to put that across in artwork.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. You know, when you were doing um, like de- uh, design uh, and, and messing around with like um, on I, I imagine on computers, did, did you ever delve into like um, digital artwork?
0: yeah so actually most of my stuff is digital um yeah so i got into i mean i do a lot of hand painting as well and uh, like sketching and stuff like that but uh that was before i went to uni so now when i went to uni um i got to know more about the softwares and like the gadgets that i could use to create more illustrations like online which i think it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good tool to have because um, I mean like a lot of people look at digital illustration and think like oh my god that's so easy, like anybody can do it, but it's actually not, like you actually have to have that eye or that, it's it's like, it's basically like doing a hand painting but you just, you just, just on a screen, you know, so a lot of people have a misunderstanding of it that, um, oh it's like Photoshop, like Photoshop is so easy to use or whatever, but you have to still have that artistic eye and uh and put across like the expression that you want
1: to would would you say it's um easier or more difficult like if you had to if you had to say for for you personally because obviously you come from like a background of of hand painting would you say it's more difficult or do you find it a bit easier to just go on a computer i imagine it's as messy but the actual creation itself
0: (laughs) it's definitely less messy. Um, that's that's one thing, but i I somehow enjoy the messiness of of hand painting, which is like it's a brilliant thing. Um, but it's it's not really easier or harder. I can tell you that much. like it's 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 the same thing. So um, when it comes to digital artwork, you have something called like a graphic pad or like um an iPad or something that you have a magnetic pen and you you're actually drawing. So it's basically a hand drawing
1: yeah
0: yeah so it's it's definitely it's not harder or easier the good thing with digital is that you can explore so much there's so much that you can do so many texni- techniques that you can use um and it just doesn't stop so like the the second like a new brush comes out or like a new style like you just want to like explore that so in that sense digital it's, it's keep on it keeps on evolving so it's good to like keep on learning about that and like it's just it's just a learning curve like it just doesn't stop so that in that way digital is really good
1: yeah i thought it might be like potentially a bit harder because you you can like sort of tell the way that a br- when you when you're like painting with a brush for example you, you're looking at the brush and you can tell its movement whereas like on a an ipad or something with like a digital pen sometimes you're like you're meaning for it to go one way but it might go another or you accidentally put your your hand on on the ipad and then it goes all over the place
0: yeah that does happen so it's 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 almost like you're looking at the screen but you're drawing somewhere else so even that it takes a little bit of getting used to but it's it's not hard yeah
1: i guess that's the benefit of having an undo button as well
0: yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. And on digital artwork, you can erase paint and, uh, edit undo. So you can't really do that on, uh, like actual paintings.
1: If only, if only one day someone, will, someone will make some magic paint where you can press undo and it'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you mentioned there, like it's, it's always evolving as well. Like obviously, uh, new updates will be coming out technology. How does that make it easy? Is it just different techniques?
0: Yeah so different techniques as in uh brushes or styles or you you see loads of stuff on like Pinterest and Instagram that people are creating and there's so much talent out there um if you see something you like and you just want to like create recreate it or like uh do the same style but in your in your own add your own twist to it it's that's where the inspiration kind of strikes and then you get online and look for uh, a way to do that or like is there a way to do like a watercolor painting online or uh, like a sketchy kind of thing so there's so many brushes and stuff that you can download out there that are that are pretty close to like a pencil line or a pen line or a paintbrush you know so it's like that it's like it's really it's very vast and there's so much variety out there
1: yeah like um when i'm on instagram and like tiktok with the reels and things i constantly get fed these like uh because i have like an interest in photography a bit so like all these different photography styles of like people doing things with aperture and and or just like how to create really nice transitions and things like that because like i'm interested in it that's all i see i'm guessing with yourself if you're interested or not do you do you see a lot more different styles of art and then just try to like figure out what they're doing and then get inspiration from it
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so that's where my whole like style thing comes in again, like, that's where I don't like to limit myself to one style. Um, There's so much out there that you can, it's, it's not, for me as an artist, it's not really about the style, it's more about what expression you're putting across. So what, um, what kind of style goes with what you want to say in a painting. So like, um, is it going to be more of a sketchy vibe? Is it going to be more of like a pen? Like, you know, it's just, it, it just goes somehow in what you want to say behind the artwork.
1: Is there any like t- times where you've been like really, really angry, creating an artwork? You're like, uh, this is too, this is too aggressive. I can't show anybody this.
0: Uh, yeah, there's been stuff I haven't <laughs> shown people. Um, <laughs> uh more so i remember in school actually um i created some quite um like angry pieces but that was that was part of my whole uh, uh exam
1: oh so that was for an exam
0: for an exam yeah i don't i, I mean like i never like posted uh, pictures or anything like that i <laughs> just i was just like okay here you go this is my angry piece and submitted it as my exam and that was it but yeah th- there's been a couple of um uh like things that i've wanted to do that i can't really uh, express or like show anyone but i'll just keep it to myself
1: it, it is that like uh probably is a benefit as well of having that sort of privacy like having your own sort of your own like private collection just for you if that makes sense not everything has to be posted online <laughs> with it's with
0: like a journal like it's, yeah it's like writing so it's the same thing yeah
1: yeah i was speaking to um I was, i've had quite a few fitness uh guests on as well and like bodybuilders and things and and one of them said like it, it's sort of for, for him the gym is like meditation because like when you're going to to do like um a lift for example and it's a really heavy lift for example like a squat when you're when you're in the squat your mind is not thinking about anything else other than lifting that bar back up which is basically meditation like just emptying your mind and having one so sort of focus do you feel like that when when you're in when you're in your art vibe and you're you're creating something just is, it's like a getaway and it's your sort of own, own sort of form of meditation
0: yeah definitely um i think that's that's the biggest thing about having um your passion even as a career like it's it's a constant you're just in the zone i would say like it's just to get in the zone is good it's good for your mind it's therapeutic it's it's just mindfulness it's like a good mindfulness practice for every day um and you just kind of like it's just nice to get into something where you just lose track of time Um, so it's like hours and hours will go by and you've done something and then you just like feel really good after it doesn't matter if you've created a masterpiece or you know like something that doesn't really look great it's the fact that you've done it and expressed yourself Um,
1: which is it's very healthy yeah Yeah, that's what they usually say is like a good indicator if you're actually enjoying something is when you lose track of time do you mean like if if hours and hours go by and and you and you don't even realize like sometimes you you skip out on food as well because you're just like i'm really in the zone do you mean you don't even get hungry (laughs) yeah the
0: food maybe not so much i never forget to eat But, uh, but yeah you'd lose track of time and uh like work working really late hours or you know just it's just nice to just get lost into it
1: mentioned there obviously like now that you you've you're getting an income from this but when when was that like um when did that little switch happen when did it become like a passion and a hobby to right i can sort of make this into uh, a business i guess
0: yeah so um i think Growing up, like I know like a lot of artists can relate to this, especially in our culture. Um, that you there's this thing about art not making you enough money or like it's not really something that you should go into as a full full-time job or a career. Um, but I always obviously like as a kid, when you're constantly hearing something like that, you do tend to believe it uh, to some extent. Um, but I think what I went through with my whole uni thing and going for optometry and just being a miserable person, like just not being mentally myself, um, that kind of pushed me to uh, having a mentality that um, I, sh- I really should just be happy, like I don't care about the money, it's just not about the money for me anymore, As so long as I'm having... Um, I can survive like so long as I can survive it's okay it's just it's more about life is more about being happy with what you're doing. Um, so I just went into that thinking like okay I'm I'm going to survive it's fine I'm going to be happy that's the main thing. So I think what I did I did think for a second that okay I'm not going to make enough money or like people are going to say like oh she's just an artist like she is you know it's not really something to get into. but. I think if you enjoy what you do, you can go to, to great extents in in terms of like doing projects and earning good money. Um, so long as you're passionate about what you do, I think I probably I can say to you now confidently that I'm making more money in art than I would have ever done in optometry. You know, like, because my heart wouldn't have been there, so I wouldn't have I probably wouldn't have done well in it or, you know, like reached to to a place where I wanted to be. So right now, looking back on it, like I do have a full-time job as well. So I work as a graphic designer for two hotels and a shopping mall. So awesome. I, do, I do get that satisfaction every day, that job satisfaction and and a salary as well. And having art as well to do on the side, it's just like the cherry on top of the cake so like i can't complain so i think i think in like that way if you enjoy what you do um that is where you'll make the most money
1: yeah definitely like I feel, yeah. yeah i feel like um what happens is is so, not for everybody but some people get sort of attracted to being good at something so that gives them the enjoyment where they're not actually enjoying the actual thing themselves like if somebody keeps on reinforcing you saying oh yeah you're really good at this then some people can sort of get misled down a road that oh yeah I, i must be enjoying this because everybody's saying i'm good at this but then are you are you enjoying what you're doing or are you enjoying this positive reinforcement sort of thing
0: yeah yeah i feel like um i feel like we're given talents for a reason Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I, I know like each and every person on this earth, like is unique and has their own talents or good at something or the other in their own way. So I, I genuinely feel like that has to do, that has something to do with your life purpose. So whatever talent that you have and you explore it and you can do amazing things with it, like help people, um, you know, just help yourself as well. But yeah, it's, it's. I, th- I think it's very rare if you don't enjoy what you what you're good at. <laughs> but I mean, like it is in some cases, like people do have that. But um, but yeah, it is important to enjoy it at the same time as being good at it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I meant more so like in the fact that like so say when you're getting into optometry, for example, and you go to university and everybody's saying oh, and you're acing all your exams and everyone's saying oh, you're really good at this. But then when when something tough happens or like when the grades aren't going your way or you go through like a, a, I don't know, like a specific topic of optometry that you don't really understand. That's sort of when you realize, actually, am I, am I enjoying optometry or am I enjoying everybody telling me I'm good at optometry? Do you know what I mean? Like when, when you realize that um, I actually like the adulation more than I like the topic, I think that's when you can sort of remove yourself and and think, do I actually like this as a whole? And then obviously you can go to, to what you, you generally do you like? Because I feel like a lot of people do get um, like sort of trapped in the wrong sort of space especially like uh, as we've been talking about like uh, job security and, and things like that obviously when you're getting drilled this in from like a young age from different uh, different cultures obviously not just ours but a lot of other cultures go through the same thing and it can sort of be like a tricky little balance of finding out whether you actually enjoy something or enjoy the, the rewards that that something gives you if that makes sense.
0: I don't know if I explained that exactly. correctly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I do get where you're coming from. I think it all just comes from within though. You just have to mm-hmm. take a step back and say, like, am I doing this for myself or am I doing it for everybody else's validation? And I think that's a big thing in in the art community as well. It's like like the second you stop seeking everybody else's validation, you you start to become like the best version of yourself and and just the best version of um like an artist that you can be um and that it's just that validation like the second you look inside yourself and think like i'm doing this for myself um i guess that's when you know that you're passionate about it
1: 100 you sound way better than i did i think i need you on every podcast just to explain what i say like <laughs> afterwards you, know, you just i'll go on like a little run and then you can just give a little summary to <laughs> obviously i stumbled across you so on, on social media and and I imagine a lot of other people do as well. Is is that would you say? Like your how most people come across your work, or, or other other methods as well?
0: Um, I think yeah, social media is definitely the main um, the main way. Uh, I do a lot of um, designs and artwork for other people as well. I think uh, like passing on contacts as well. Um, it is, it, it's definitely social media, though Instagram's been so great for me in, in the sense I can share my work with everyone and um, a lot of my inquiries do come in through there. Uh, but I've, I've also done a few um, events and stuff when I was in, in uni in London. So I did a, I actually did an art exhibition for Visaki at Trafalgar Square, it was the mayor of London um, uh, Visaki festival. And uh, so that's where I exhibited a lot of my work as well, and I managed to get a lot of contacts and followers and stuff on on my Instagram. So yeah, stuff like that. It's just word of mouth and passing on contacts. Yeah, that's that's just how it works.
1: It is it is interesting. I didn't know that um that you, you did the Vasaki festival, but with the the Instagram thing, it's it's quite interesting. I was speaking to uh, Art by TDO, who's like an artist from um, Australia, and um. I remember we were speaking about like social media and at the time there's a guy I think called um, Tom White. He's, do you know SpongeBob? SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah. yeah. So he's the like artist behind SpongeBob, uh, wow. but, but stay with me here. Yeah, stay with me. It's one of them <laughs> tangents again. Uh, but since, since SpongeBob finished, I think like 10, 15 years ago, or whatever, he's, he's a, uh, he does like very different art now. And he exhibits most of that on his Instagram. And obviously since this pandemic hit as well, and uh, a lot of art galleries in the states have been closing down and things. He goes out all of his inquiries. Uh, I, I don't know if the American system's different to ours uh, or like anywhere else in the world, or I guess, but um, he said that beforehand, the uh, buyer would get in touch with the art gallery who would have his information, and then that's how they would do commissions. But since this pandemic's all like went uh, it, like caused all this ruckus, I guess, um, they just directly contact him through instagram and that's how he's getting like all of his commissions now and he was basically saying that like instagram is now like the new art gallery do you know i mean it's like you just go on there you can find any artist from the world and you can get a commission and and it is uh when you put that parallel out there it's like it is because i i I like art but i don't think i can't remember the last time i went to an art gallery (laughs) do you know i mean Do, do you find like a similar sort of transition happening
0: um, yeah for sure i think i think if if i looked at it in a way if i wanted to find artwork i the first place i'd go is instagram mm-hmm. um or like you know check out different art pages see what i like and it's just like to be able to view it from the comfort of your own home and not have to go somewhere and see it although although it does make a difference seeing artwork in real life and like pictures don't do justice at all. Um, but yeah, in the sense of like being able to have it at your fingertips is just great. So, um, that way you don't have to like work extra hard to get yourself out there or, or get like, uh, people to recognize you. Instagrams, is just really good for that. And I think in our community as well, there's so many people that have, um, all these great pages and they share your artwork and loads of other people share your artwork as so, well. And that's how it just gets round. Um, so I think it's great, honestly, for getting out there. That's how that's how I managed to um, get some some major projects that I've done. It's just through Instagram.
1: Yeah, actually, I, I was just thinking there while you are speaking. I, I do remember the last art museum that I went to. It was um, or art gallery. It was actually the Uffizi. Uh, I think is how you pronounce it in in uh, Italy. Um, it's where you know where David is, like uh, the David and the Goliath. David. Uh, from right. Michelangelo. Yeah. Yeah. I went to, uh, cause I went to Florence and, um, they've got, oh, the, the art in Florence is, is crazy. Um, yeah. The, the, the history behind it as well. So it's this one family basically called the Uffizi and their and like, their home now is basically a museum, but they basically had like a really like big empire. They were, they were, they were like, uh, the family that was behind the Renaissance. So they, yeah. They like commissioned a lot of like uh, Michelangelo. Um, there was there was a few others as well. I can't remember their names now, but um, yeah, that, it, is, it is very different when you see them in person. Obviously like sculptures, I think are a bit different because when you're standing next to Michelangelo's David and you see the magnitude of it and you're looking up and it's like 10 times your height, then it's obviously a lot different.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's one thing you can't put across in a picture is scale and just like the, the vibe of it, yeah
1: yeah exactly exactly um i've seen like over your instagram as well, you are doing like quite a few different projects of like um there was a there was a like a seek coloring book that you did there was um album artwork there's magazines uh, how how did they come across and do you do you find it's very different when you're creating something for someone else rather than just creating something like organically
0: um, I think the the projects that I've, I've come across through Instagram are they've let me kind of like uh, bring my own style into it, so it wouldn't really be it wouldn't really mean i'm changing how I do something just just for the project so, for example, the coloring book had. Um, like five different artists in it and everyone did their own styles, I think that's what brought the beauty to into the book. Uh, but yeah that's been one of my major one of the major projects that i've done and that was over um this whole pandemic so i think that's one of the great things that came out of it um i had time to work on that and go into that and it's it's opened a lot of other opportunities for me as well um and i think that one that one came out at the right time because it's like it's like a mindful book like it's for um people with like mental um, mental problems or mental issues like people are suffering from mental, mental health and it's just something mindful to do during this time. uh, Just to like calm yourself down and you know so it's there's a lot of um, intention behind these projects so I don't really, I don't really like to take on projects that just have no meaning like I'll just like how I'll think like how can I make my, my mark or make a difference to the world or to anyone uh, with my artwork. So yeah, that's, that's the main incentive behind all my projects. You have like a
1: little, a checklist that you like, if it ticks these certain boxes, then I'm in, like if it's, if it's something I'm passionate about and it makes a difference.
0: Not really a checklist, but just, um, um, just like how I can, I can help, like how I can put my mark, how I can put my mark out there and uh get all these projects done that actually have a uh, motive behind them yeah
1: it makes sense it makes sense you said about like the the um like the tight knit sort of community of like like south asian artists uh, i see like on your instagram uh, inquisitive came to visit you in in kenya as well i think um is is that something that you find as like a a sort of tight knit community does everyone like try to support each other in that community
0: yeah, definitely. I think um, I've, I've come across a lot of artists on Instagram that I, that I admire a lot and I've had conversations with them about how to start up, how to create a business out of it, what I should be charging people, uh, writing, up, writing up contracts, you know, stuff like that. I've had a lot of help from a lot of artists through Instagram that I've not even actually met yet um so that way it's really good um there's a lot of people out there that are willing to give you genuine advice and and if they see that uh you have potential to go far like they'll 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 help you there are some people that don't as well (laughs) but but yeah there's there's a lot out there that um that want to help as well yeah
1: how do, you, how do you come up with like say a price for something? That's always intrigued me as well as like, obviously supply and demand. So I, I assume like if something's an auction or something, I can understand that because it's literally, whoever wants to buy it can up and up and up the price. But when like an artist um like creates the price himself, I always wonder, is there like an algorithm that goes into it? Like how do you- <laughs> um,
0: So there's a couple of ways that you can do it. I've actually struggled with this a lot, is pricing, it's just, it's just been a nightmare. Um, but I I feel like through all that, um, the hourly thing doesn't really work for me because, uh, like an hourly rate, because I, I don't feel like I should have to tell the client that I spent this many hours on it, like I don't like to time myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on my mood as well. Like, am I am I in the mood or am I having a creative block? I can't tell how long I'm gonna spend a piece, or how long I'm gonna spend on a piece. So I think it's that's kind of an unfair way of doing it because um, you can take longer than you could have if you did it on a different day. So that really doesn't work for me. Um, so I tried that out, uh, abandoned that. Uh, then I got into... Um, just kind of like uh the whole like people would say like you know you know if you want to buy an art piece like it's you see some that are really ridiculously priced like you know like a, a million a million trillings or whatever it's something so ridiculous and then you're thinking like is my work really worth that much or should it be lower and then if you go lower people will start saying like is that it you know like charge more charge more so i started off just like uh, doing whenever I wanted to sell my paintings, I just like put a price on it. Like, okay, how much? How much is this worth? Like, how much? How much can I squeeze out of this? <laughs> to make like the most money that I can. Um, and then that really didn't work out either because I realized I was just overpricing all my pieces and people weren't buying them. Um, so then after that, then it came down to really just thinking about like, okay, how much would I pay for this piece? If I, if I, I'm the artist, I know how much work has got into it. I've um, incorporated all my material costs and everything. So how much, how much genuinely do I think I can make out of this? Like, um, judging off the time that I have spent on it, the detail of it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it can be like a huge painting where just like, one little tiny thing in the corner and then it can be the same size with like loads of detail everywhere there's two different things um so those would have two different prices uh but yeah it all comes down to just what would you pay for it what would I pay for it as an artist what would I be willing to give as an artist and I think if you put those prices across you'll just realize that you're you selling a lot more stuff
1: that's still quite hard though because like to detach your emotions and things to, and to come up with like a sort of uh a subjective sort of figure do you know what i mean it, it is it, that's still quite tough because obviously when you've made something i imagine like you you attach emotions to that thing as well do you know what I mean like every artworks i imagine is like your your baby and like to put a price on, on that is is quite hard because then you put all the sentimental value in you might see things and in intricacies that like a general buyer won't really appreciate if that makes sense like certain techniques and things they just might see this is beautiful i want to buy it whereas the artist is obviously thinking about everything else that's went into it so it is still quite tough to to make up that that number
0: it is really tough yeah um because i think a lot of people out there that want to buy art don't really know they're not really creative in the sense or like creative enough to understand what's gone into making that so if you Mm -hmm. give them like a ridiculous price that reflects what the work that you've done. Uh, they might just be like, oh what like I can get that done from someone else like so easily and, and you're just like, okay, like he clearly doesn't understand what's gone into this. Um, so in that sense, yeah like art is very subjective. there's no right or wrong price that you can give someone. it's just it's just about um, just taking a step back and, and kind of thinking like okay, what do I deserve for this you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, because as you alluded to before, you some see some paintings that are ridiculously priced and, and again, like, is sounding ignorant, it looks like a couple of plain splashes here and there or something, do you know what I mean? But then there's yeah. some that I see like absolute masterpieces and and you see them in like, um you know them stores and like a mall that just have so many paintings in them and you're like, what's only £10? This looks amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's another big thing. Like people buy those paintings, the ones that are ridiculously pr- priced that have like a dot on them. Like people buy those. So you know you're there thinking like, okay, but like why can't I sell something <laughs> like that? I can do that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, then 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 you just feel like you've like ripped someone off or like you feel bad about it. So it's I guess it's just yeah, it's it, it's all comes down to what you feel like you deserve from that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I it makes sense though, because I think that's the fairest way to do it as well. Do you know what I mean it's it's not like um as you say it's not like ripping anybody off, but you're not underpricing yourself, so it's a, it's a nice little balance. How how uh how do people contact you if they do want to get anything um made for me if they do want a commission? Is is Instagram the best way?
0: I think Instagram for sure. Yeah, a lot of I, I get a lot of uh, inquiries on Instagram and um and email as well
1: do you have like a a website or anything or Uh,
0: I don't have a website yet um but it it might be something I'll be working on in the next year or so
1: that's cool that's cool and then do you do like uh, do you do prints as well like obviously some of the pieces that you were saying that you're like digital do you do like one-off commissions and then do you also do like sort of prints of some of your more popular pieces
0: Yeah, so the more popular pieces, well, I, whatever's on my Instagram really is like, if if anyone um, uh, wants a print of it, they just kind of go on my Instagram and send me a picture and say, do you sell prints of this? And if it is a digital piece, then I will, yeah, I do sell prints as well, yeah.
1: That's cool, that's cool. Because. Um, because obviously, like, uh, I'm not going to lie, I want to get a couple of pieces to map myself, to be fair. Uh, so I'm, I'm asking for myself. I'm asking for myself. Because um, I, I really, as I say, I really like the Guru Gobind Singh Ji and Guru Nanak, the piece. So um, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll speak afterwards about that anyway. <laughs> um, also, have, have you, like, I only came across this quite recently, but there's things called like, um, like, NFTs. And, and, and do, you, do you know anything ab- about them? And
0: what is that?
1: So I think, for my understanding, um, for my understanding, it's sort of like digital art, cryptocurrency. I think that's the easiest way to explain it. So, <laughs>
0: totally.
1: Do, <laughs> do you know what like crypto? Do you know what like cryptocurrency is, like Bitcoin and things like that? Okay, so I don't know how to explain this then. Uh, so, like, you, you basically you would create like a digital artwork, but um it would have like an encryption in it so only one person could own it yeah
0: yeah so that like like, a watermark kind of thing like a yeah
1: i think i think it's like it's a tiny bit more complex it's like it's to do with blockchain so if you if you get like basically if somebody purchased it off you it's now like in this blockchain which means that everybody would get like a notification essentially that this person now owns that piece it's not like replicable um yeah. so like I, I've seen like a few things obviously during this pandemic everyone's going a bit like crazy into different markets and things and things are booming and spiking and things and it seems to me like um that it could be like a potential future um way for art to be transferred um yeah. but I thought I'd, I'd mention it just to see if, if if you knew what what was going on in that space
0: know it's actually good that you mentioned it. I'm definitely going to look into that Um, because I have had incidences where I've um, sent my files to printers and they've sold them without my permission. Yeah. Um, That's why I don't do that. So, so it's it's like if if someone wants a print, I'll make sure I do it with someone that I trust, and I make sure somebody's gone and like picked up the print or like handled the print or seen the print before it's it's got out. Mm-hmm. um so so yeah that's it's
1: good that you mentioned that thanks yeah I no worries i think it is like it's really beneficial for the artist but also the buyer as well i think that the people like sort of behind it are, i think are the buyers because they they're spending i think it is one of them cases where they're spending millions on pieces but then they're getting um like so many copies that are getting sold on the market for again like 10 pounds or something so they want to like keep their their price uh, really high but um yeah it's interesting how like the future will will shape with obviously like the uh, obviously like technology and art sort of merging more and more um it, it's interesting very interesting as well as this conversation this conversation for me has been really 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 cool um but what i like to do at the end of each uh podcast if it's okay with you is we'll do some quick fire questions so basically i uh, i ask every guest the same five questions This sort of in a quick fire mas- uh, like fashion but they're a bit deep at the same time so just try to get that balance I guess.
0: <laughs> do I have like a time limit or something? <laughs>
1: no well, not really not really it's just whatever first pops to your mind so the, the first the first question is what are you most proud of?
0: What am I most proud of? Um, I am most proud of the decision that I made to leave optometry and do art to to pursue my passion as a career that's what I'm most proud of.
1: Definitely. Uh, number two is what are you most looking forward to? Um,
0: um, I'm most looking forward to, uh, being the best version of myself.
1: Awesome. Uh, what is your biggest motivation? Uh,
0: My biggest motivation is to be able to inspire people and to use my passion um as as a way of helping people uh,
1: what is your definition of success
0: um my definition of success would have to be just being truly your authentic self and being happy
1: and last but not least because it's the culture cast podcast how do you feel like your culture has affected you thus far and i should premise, preface this okay because when i when i say this obviously most of the guests so far have been from like a punjabi background but i don't just mean your punjabi culture i mean like your individual culture everything from your backgrounds that includes your time in in london going to university and your time in kenya and your punjabi all all of these things that are sort of like an amalgamation of youth
0: Um, I think, um, it's definitely affected me in a good way, um, in the sense being from a Punjabi family, I think we're all very like close-knit, we all look after each other, support each other. Uh, so without them, I don't think I'd be where I am today. So, so yeah, in that way, yes. Um, and I think also just being surrounded by a lot of, like different cultures has all had that input as well. Uh, but also in the, like, I know we keep going back to the Sikh community and Punjabi community, but that's, uh, I think as Sikhs, because we're like learners and where we do Seva and we help people. And that's just, that's who we are as Sikhs. Um, that's definitely, encouraged me to like it's put me in a direction with what i want to do with my art is just keep learning help people where i can um and yeah
1: that's awesome that's um yeah that's a really nice answer to be fair like that's the cool thing about them five questions is i ask everybody them because they are very subjective like they're very personal yeah. you know what I mean? like uh, the the they they're, they're very they give like an insight into that person with it like just in the five questions and everybody obviously has different answers so it's very um, interesting just to like sort of sum up the the podcast with them because then you get like a, a like a little added insight into into each and every person because the culture yeah. thing is
0: i think i think also with the the whole culture thing um it's been a good journey for me because what i've been through has opened my eyes into uh again becoming the best version of myself and following my passion and just being truly happy i don't think i don't think i would be on this path if i hadn't gone through all that
1: yeah you i think everybody needs to sort of figure out what they don't want to do in life to realize what they do want yeah. to do in life 100 exactly. um again I, I really enjoyed this uh I th- thank you for your time as well i know uh, with the time difference and stuff, it can sometimes be a bit complicated, but cheers. Uh, Thank you as well. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Um, all of Keterpa's uh, links will be in the description, whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the full works, just click in the description and you'll see GetBuzz Instagram. Go check out the beautiful pieces that we have been talking about all the way throughout this podcast uh, so that you you've got some context um uh, of what we've been speaking about and obviously if you if you want a commission or any prints now now you know that you can just jump in the dms and get one so um yeah thanks everybody for listening and uh, see you in the next episode <laughs>